0: Hey, what's up, guys? We have Abraham C. here to talk about artificial intelligence. Hey, Abraham, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, My uh,
1: background is uh, in semiconductor design, but uh, in the 90s, uh, when I was working at National Semiconductor, we have a project called NewFast4 where uh, we train neural network and then uh, convert the uh, train weights into... Fuzzy logic and then have the fuzzy logic uh, implemented in microcontroller. And then I was tasked to train this neural network. And since then, I've become like uh, in love with this technology and have been uh, tracking it uh, since then until now. So, so many years have passed.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. And currently, you're working for like a human interface company right is that kind of like a um like a Neuralink type thing
1: no it's more like a touch controller thing it started up as a neural network company but uh it was too early probably 20 years ahead of times (laughs) and so they switched
0: gear into touch controller okay and are you like one of the head guys
1: no i'm just a humble engineer uh, engineering manager
0: yeah Okay, but this new, this, this company you work for now, is it kind of like, um, like you know, Neuralink, like Elon Musk, like Neuralink company?
1: Yeah, but that's that's like a in, invasive uh, neural implants. We're not doing that. Okay. Our initial product was analog neural networks. And then uh, it was started actually by Caltech professor, Carver Mitt, but it was too early. So the patent expired and, you know, so... People switch to other things,
0: yeah. Okay, and yeah, so I'm like, you know, I have wanted to get someone on from artificial intelligence. That's like probably one of the main things that I'm interested in. And so I'm definitely glad to have you on. Uh, You came up with a list. And so if you want, we can just start with that, the list. Um, And then I'll just ask you questions about it. So you said the first one is in the beginning, right? So... um, I don't know how much time we have to cover all this, but um... Yeah, I, I can cover it pretty
1: quickly. So the beginning the 60s, right, there was a conference about AI in the in the East Coast, Dartmouth College, and then everyone came together. They coined the word AI, and um, they were very optimistic. They think this thing can be conquered in, you know, one or two decades, but um, they, they were proved wrong, so they started with some uh, rule-based system. Um, then they, they come with like uh, Elisa that kind of can talk to people, diagnose people's uh, psychiatric problems. And they think, oh, it's gonna work. And then they have this expert system where they interview the expert and they have to lay out all the rules. But then they found out that if they have a rule that is not written down, then the system will break down. So, <laughs> On the other hand, there's the so-called uh, connectionist uh, um, branch of this uh, AI where they're trying to model the neurons, but but they have problem when it goes beyond like uh, two layers. So, um, so at that time we entered the AI winter because the funding stopped. So on the expert system side, the rules are too brittle and on the, and the neuron, neuro, neural network side, they cannot uh, expand it. They cannot even solve a simple uh, exclusive or uh, issue uh, question. So people are very pessimistic. And then it was a long while until people say, oh, why don't we add one more layer? Let's call hidden layer. Then they have some progress, but then nobody can train beyond three layers, meaning input, hidden layer and output layer. And when I was in National Semi, uh, that's, what I, that's what I trained is called a perceptron. And it was very slow, even on a state of the art at the time, PC. So we enter another winter because no one, no one can make this thing work fast enough. And it is very uh, hard to train and it takes a long while. So everyone, everyone becomes dormant until you know, in 2012, because the GPU becomes so powerful, and and suddenly um, some people are using it. Meaning, uh, uh, student of George, you know Jeff Hinton in Canada, they they uh, conjure up this uh, AlexNet, and they were able to solve the uh, uh, challenge of the time, which is image which is given like a million pictures, and then you classify into 1,000 classes and people use different techniques and nobody was able to get it to be very high accuracy. But then this neural network approach that uh, AlexNet has was able to um, have the accuracy improve by more than you know two digits. And it's using a technique called uh, deep learning. And it, they were able to crack the three layers Area and go to six layers so suddenly the, the whole field was reborn you know so uh people got very excited and it's applied everywhere the cnn you know convolutional neural network uh which is modeled after you know the visual cortex of a cat so uh it was very very um how to call it very popular enter renaissance era, basically. And then um, afterwards uh, on the natural language side, we have something called transformer, which is very popular. And then CNN is primarily used for image. And somehow by uh, breaking down the picture into small pieces um, and feeding those small pieces to this transformer, people will be able to unify language and pictures. And then that leads to something very popular today is the text to image. I, I'm sure you'll play with it, it's the Stability AI. You can enter a prompt and then you can generate a picture. And of course, there's also the large language model using transformer uh, like GPT-3, it was uh, having 175 billion parameters. And you talk to gpt 3 it feels like a human. And it's, you know, most people say it passed the Turing test, meaning you put the computer behind it, uh, inside a room, and they talk to the computer through a terminal, through a keyboard, and you cannot tell whether it's a computer or a human to passed the Turing test. So if you talk to gpt 3 you say that, oh, there's a human behind it, <laughs> but actually there's no human. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the brief history and, uh, you know, uh, and the state of the art today. You know, we can expand on these topics if you want. Yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. Well, I actually kind of like, since we only have like an hour, I kind of want to focus on the future, well, actually now and then into the future as opposed to the past. But um, so first of all, where did you, um, <clears throat> uh, where did you grow up? Oh, <laughs> okay, I we grew up in Hong, Kong, India, but,
1: yeah, Hong but, Kong, but then I moved to the US in uh, 1994, just before the
0: turnover. What do you mean the turnover? The turnover to China. Okay, so what what year was that? 1994. Oh, okay, 1994. Okay, okay.
1: No, and the
0: then turnover was where... 1997, but you know, most
1: people, most people, you know, find something before you know the actual year.
0: Yeah. So where did you go to college and what did you major in?
1: Oh, I'm my, um, I have a master in, uh, electrical engineering
0: in Santa Clara university. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then, yeah, so getting in, and then now you live in Silicon Valley and, yeah, and once again, go re- over, over the company that you work for, which I'm not like super, um, knowledgeable about AI, but is it kind of like an AR glasses type thing where like you, like you kind of like, is that, the company you work for no no like doing
1: touch controller for cell
0: phones oh okay and then it like no okay. they're not using ai they're not using ai they... okay so it's yeah. just it's just like the touch controller for the cell phone it has nothing to do with like because i thought you said it was like a um it started
1: human... out started out as an ai company when in the 80s they were trying to do analog neural networks but uh it was too early. Actually, all our patents related there had expired. But there are companies who use that, like Mythic. They use our patents to raise fund, uh, funding, like forty million dollars. So, it's uh, what do you call it? it's an interesting field, but it 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 burns a lot of money. Even recently, Mythic is running out of money.
0: <laughs> so- okay, but but currently, you guys are just doing the the touch screen, like on the iPhone, how like you touch the screen or whatever, like you guys just work with that stuff. It has nothing to do with like, but you told me it's a human interface. So I figured.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't say it's used
0: on iPhone. It's
1: it's just used on phones because I cannot disclose customers. It's just used on, you know, phones, you know, mobile well, phones. No, I, yeah.
0: yeah, I know you didn't say iPhone. I was just saying like, it's, you just deal with like the touch screen on the, on the phones basically, right? Yes, okay. yes, yes. All right, so going forward with the AI, um, well, first of all, you mentioned the, um, the Turing test, and that guy came out recently from Google saying that he thought that the Google AI was sentient. Would- oh, you I mean Lambda. Lambda, exactly, yeah. And um, I'm forgetting the guy's name. I actually tried to get him on, wasn't able to. <laughs> but um, do you believe, first of all, do you believe that we have hit a point where AI can become sentient or is? or will within the near future? Uh,
1: right now, it is not sentient, but it exhibits a lot of strange behavior. I would say uh, that behavior is called emergent behavior. So uh, emergent behavior means it is something that you cannot see in a small scale of model, like a small model you cannot see. But when the model becomes bigger and bigger, suddenly you see like 10%, 20% increase in its, uh, let's say, reasoning capability or it's uh, uh, like on different benchmark, you can see 10%, 15% jump when you increase the model size and people are scratching their head. Like, what, why is it happening? For example, like GPT-2, right? GPT-2 is a uh, like 1.5 billion parameter model and it's not very remarkable. I, I actually use it, and it's not it's not working too well. But when they increase the scale to 175 billion on the GPT three, suddenly it become very powerful, and people are scratching their head, why is it happening? So, so um, have you heard GPT four? So it's yeah. rumored to co- to be coming out in December or February, and you know they say it will be very very powerful just because of the scaling. They, Rumor says that we have 10 trillion or even 100 trillion parameters. So it, it, almost equal to the number of neurons in the human brain. And then um, because of this emergent behavior theory, we don't know what behavior emerged from that. It's very puzzling. No one has an answer to that. And maybe with the GPT-4, it can be closer to sentient because it's it's rumored to be training on multimodal data, meaning speech, text, videos, like almost everything you can find in the real world will be fed into GPT-4. So uh, we're betting that it will become very, very powerful. So powerful that uh, we probably have to put in some safety uh, interlock into GPT-4. Uh, If I were open AI, so that, uh, you know, it will not go out of hand and, you know, um, how do we say,
0: destroy the human race, maybe. (laughs) And and you're saying this is soon, this this is coming as soon, you said December of this year or? December or February, but this is, this is grapevine news, right? Like, hearsay. (laughs) Okay. And so what is the GPD? is that like kind of like a computer or is it like the processing no no, it's just a AI? software
1: but it's trained on many
0: many gpus thousands of gpus yeah okay and do you all do you think i've had some people come on to talk about like consciousness recently do you think it's possible for like a computer or an ai to even really become fully conscious like we how we are like where they get to the point where they can actually touch and feel and smell and all that stuff or is it more just kind of like a like a knowledge bank like a um just you know a very intelligent system you know well mean? for
1: one it doesn't have sensors right so it doesn't have touch sensors it doesn't have smell sensors
0: so yeah but all i right. mean if you if you say that it's sentient or conscious it be either it, it depends like, um, what what would that what would what would that mean? Like, if you think it could be or will become sentient or even conscious, what do you think that means? Like, it, like is it aware of itself fully, like we are?
1: Potentially, but it doesn't have the input devices, right? Like we have, it doesn't have limbs, right? It doesn't have a body. So people are saying if you give GPT three or GPT four a body, then it, It will be embodied intelligence and it can become, you know, sentient or conscious, like you said. Yeah, but until we do that, then it's just software running on a computer, right?
0: Yeah, so so what do you think is making it, what do you think makes us, if it becomes, like, conscious, fully conscious, aware, like us, what do you think makes it, what do you think it is that makes us conscious? Do you think it's just kind of like once you hit a certain level of intelligence, you just automatically kind of become aware and we can essentially make computers aware like we are? I think so.
1: There are levels of consciousness like, like a little kid or a little bird when they're born, you know, they stretch their arms, they look at it, oh, I can move my arm and I can move my legs and they're conscious of their own being. They look at the mirror and say, oh, that's me, right? So even even animals can do that, right? So but that's not human level of consciousness. So we would say maybe that's you know, level one of consciousness. And then there's level two, maybe you see other people and you socialize with them. You, you are aware there are other people, then maybe that's level two. And then maybe th- there's a, you know, there's a village, there's a tribe, and then you're aware there's a society. There are social norms and there are other things they have to be aware of there are things that you can do you cannot do this that's level three of consciousness and then you know you're aware that oh there's something that is beyond human that supernatural that you know maybe there is a something supernatural that is the higher consciousness maybe that's level four consciousness right so i think depends on what we equip the computer let's say you equip the computer with camera you know it can see the world then it can have some awareness of the environment. And then if you equip it with bodies, body, so you can move around, then you, you, you move around and say, oh, if I turn left, I'll see this highway. If I turn right, I'll see the other, the other road, right? So, so be conscious of where it is, right? So there are different levels of consciousness. And the more sensors you give to this AI, the more sentient it will be. I think eventually, yeah, if you give it, Everything we have, yes, it can achieve human level of consciousness. Probably not the supernatural one, because we haven't figured that one yet. But most of the consciousness level that I mentioned, it can probably achieve, except the last one.
0: And with super con- super consciousness level, would that almost be kind of like AG or um, is it AGI? Was it like superhuman? Um, what's it called when like they it gets the AI gets to the point where it's like. You know super human essentially um well
1: we're not counting on be- being superhuman just agi <laughs> just like well, a human.
0: okay but the, isn't it the, the level after agi like kind of like beyond us kind of thing like it's i forgot what it's called but um agi is um what is agi again
1: artificial general intelligence so yeah it,
0: but isn't there one isn't there like a level past that that is beyond us, kind of like what you're saying, almost like superhuman AI. Yeah, but I I (laughs) I don't I don't think we can achieve that. Well not yet, but it may be in the future, right? Well then it'll be the doom of human race.
1: We don't want we don't want that.
0: Yeah, not yet. Yeah. But one one question I wanted to ask you was a lot of people talk about AI now. Like they'll be like, oh this phone or whatever has like AI or this or that, but would you say at this point, the AI isn't really AI in the sense, artificial intelligence, in the sense that it's acting on its own. It's kind of like essentially just doing what we tell it to do. Or do you feel like, have we reached a level where the AI actually is completely making its own decisions with parameters, I guess? You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, right now what we have is just task-oriented AI, right? maybe you have something on your phone that can detect your face, the facial recognition, that that's a branch of AI, but it is just a task, task-oriented task specific AI. It's not general AI. That's why it's not AGI, right? It's not general yeah. enough. It, whatever you learn in facial recognition cannot be transferred to other tasks. For example, it cannot be transferred into natural language so, so that you can talk to the, um, you know, facial recognition uh, software or chips in your iPhone, right? Or whatever you have in Z- Siri, you cannot transfer, transfer it to, you know, other programs for it to work with. But uh, like GPT-3, it is it is something that is uh, closer to AGI in that you can say, okay, create a Python program for me that will do like count one to ten, it would be able to do it, right? Or you you can you can talk you can talk to uh, GPT 3 say well it's probably not politically correct but, but I asked you know I asked GPT three why would uh, why would why would Russia and Ukraine uh, fight a war? And remember this GPT-3 was trained in 2019. The war didn't start haven't started yet right? And it gave me some very interesting answers.
0: <laughs> like why what? what did it say?
1: Well, I was saying that you know, uh, because of the Crimea, because of NATO, you know, all these things. I was surprised. I was like, wow. <laughs> if, so they, it's- if ever it says if ever Russia invades Ukraine, it may be due to the following factors, and then maybe NATO, maybe. Ukraine wants to join NATO, or maybe, you know, uh, Ukraine wants to get Crimea back or something. So it's like, it's very, very relevant, right?
0: Yeah, and this was before the war, and it was correct, basically, right?
1: It was trained before the war. It was trained in 2019. So in 2019, there there were no war yet, right? Yeah. In fact, GPT-3 thinks that, you know, the president is still donald trump
0: (laughs) oh it oh it does so it hasn't like moved on beyond that because it costs a lot of money to train it It costs
1: like i don't know i forgot the exact number but it costs millions to train you know uh, a uh, so-called large language model like that
0: yeah so you think we're, we're getting to the point where AGI is going to be coming out within the next couple of years, then it sounds like?
1: Most people said 50 years, but my bet is less than five years. Why? Because quantum computers are coming. When quantum computers become popular, training these things will not be the problem anymore. Right now, we have to, we have, to have thousands of GPU and train them for three, four months, right? But when you have quantum computer you know, in place, then this thing will be trained
0: probably in weeks. Then, so, you know,
1: yeah. So other people
0: are saying 50 years from now and you're saying five?
1: On Twitter, people are saying 50 years, but I don't think it's 50 years. I think it's only five or even shorter. It's okay. like Lambda, right? Yeah. Uh, that Google guy, I forget his name, is already saying sentient, right? Because you cannot tell whether, whether some there's a human behind it or not. Or the same for GPT-3, if you have access to it, talk to it. You say, wow, that's pretty intelligent. Most answers are very, very good.
0: Yeah. And so at this, so you you mentioned quantum computers. Do you think within five years, like everybody will be able to have a quantum computer or will it still only be like these big companies who have the quantum computers? Well, like, do you the think big, I'll be able to go buy a quantum computer or will it still just be, like, you know, really expensive?
1: You no, know, today the, the people who train the large language models are the big companies, but they're still bounded by the speed of the GPU, which is basically a serial engine, right? But the quantum computers, they can compute things in parallel, so they'll be much faster than GPUs. And today it's, it costs, like, a million dollars per quantum computer, right? So yeah. they cannot buy a lot, but when the price go, when the price goes down in five years, they will be very affordable. Not for you and me, but for the, for the likes of Microsoft and Google and Facebook, they will be very affordable. Then training this large language model using quantum computers will be, you know, a piece of cake for them. And instead of training them in four months, it will take them only one week. So imagine that. So. Now they cannot tell who's the president. They'll say it's Donald Trump. But in five years they will be able to like train them uh every week, then they'll be updated,
0: right? Very
1: frequently. And AGI will not be far away. I yeah. think.
0: Yeah. So that's what I'm asking. Like when they become when they become affordable, does that mean that like someone like me would be able to go purchase a no, no, computer? No, no. 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 Affordable for the for the big companies. Okay. Okay. And so what exactly is a quantum computer? Is it just like a really high tech computer, like a really fancy computer that can do a lot more or what is it?
1: Well, it involves something like qubit, right? So, so if, you, if, you, um, if you're familiar with the binary system, right? So to solve a problem, let's say you have only three bits, you have to say zero, 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 one, 010011100101 1. You have to go through eight iterations, right? But the quantum computer, the qubit, they're simultaneously, every bit is simultaneously zero and one. It's very strange. So because they're simultaneously zero and one, they can they can do all the eight computation in one pass because all the three bits are simultaneously zero and one. So you yeah, know it's very hard to imagine. Like the flash, have you used a flash drive? Yeah. USB flash drive. The yeah. flash drive actually used a phenomenon called quantum tunneling. So the flash uses something called a floating gate. So basically, you have you have to force some electron past that gate, but that gate is insulated. So from classical physics, you cannot go through that insulator, right? But in quantum physics, you can. If you have high enough voltage, the electron can actually go past, and then the the electron is there and here at the same time. It's probably analogy. It's like inside the door and outside the door at the same time. So so yeah. it's, it's present both ways. So so that's yeah. why it's powerful because. If you have, if you expand the number of bits to 1024, then two to 1024 is astronomical number, right? In fact, that's why you have this uh, key in your browser, right? I don't even remember. You have this encryption key in your browser to protect your uh, shopping privacy. <laughs> and if, it, if a quantum computer, 1024 bits, is the same. There are all these bits are simultaneously one and zero. so all of this computation is solved in one pass as well. So they're very, very powerful, very, very fast. So when you couple that with neural network, you know, it will be something that we have never imagined before. Quantum AI is going to change the world. I, hopefully not for, for, for the worse, but for the better. But unless we put in some safety mechanism today, you know, it may be, something beyond our control
0: yeah and so this is this is all kind of based on quantum physics and quantum mechanics right yes like it's it's essentially doing the same thing as quantum physics like what like um particles are doing or whatever when we like view yes, them. yes yes have you heard a double slit experiment have you heard about that yeah yeah, yeah
1: So something yeah
0: yeah that's all interesting too and I would like to go into that but we probably don't have enough time but yeah yeah. so um yeah the one so one other thing or what I wanted to ask you about was um you know you know Ray Kurzweil uh
1: in speech recognition
0: I think he wrote a book
1: on I think he wrote something on speech recognition
0: right yeah like he wrote the singularity is near and um yeah. He's like he's I know he either is high up in Google or was. He started like I think he started the whole Lambda thing. He wrote The Singularity is near, and I heard him recently on Lex Friedman's podcast. I don't know if you listened to that at all. But um he basically is talking about within the next like he thinks within like the next ten years or so he predicted that like I think I think it was like twenty thirty, um, the singularity will happen. Do you know about the singularity? Uh I heard about it, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's like where everything essentially goes so fast that like we can't keep up with it. Like the, the AI and the computers and everything is just going, the tech is going at such a speed that like you can't really keep up keep up with it. And he thinks that we'll be able to like essentially download our consciousness into like a, um, I don't even know, either into a computer or into like a metaverse type thing. Do you think that is would ever be possible to like download your consciousness? into like a computer type thing?
1: Uh, <laughs> that may be a stretch, but uh, I, I don't know. Uh, probably, but for now I cannot I cannot say that it's possible with today's technology, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then what are your thoughts on like the Metaverse? Have you tried out the Metaverse yet? Mark Zuckerberg's um, Metaverse?
1: Yeah. I. I was involved in those things early, uh, even earlier than, you know, meta. Uh, it's interesting, but I I don't think the technology is mature enough to make it, you know, commercially viable. It may take another, I don't know, five, 10 years to make things stable because for one, people are uh, nauseous when they stay in the metaverse for like more than 15 minutes. <laughs> when they have a VR goggle on
0: so I would that's imagine, something he has yeah. to
1: solve
0: yeah it seems very weird I mean I could actually see like why I would want to do it like if I want to like meet up with friends and make it feel like we're actually there that would be kind of cool but I just couldn't imagine having those goggles on me for like, a long period of time you know
1: yeah um, it would be it would be a big hit if you can do it without the goggles
0: W- with other goggles, you mean like kind of like smaller, like almost like glasses? No, no,
1: without goggles.
0: Oh, without goggles, yeah. You can see. You,
1: you can see three D images in the air interacting with you. That will be
0: the breakthrough. So, how do you think they'll get to that point? Would it be like contacts, or like um, they'll just no. have kind of like holograms or something?
1: You won't believe me, but I went to uh, Tokyo in uh, 1992. To attend a electronic show, I was there for one week, and guess what? I see, I saw a 3D hologram of like a like Obi Wan Kenobi fighting. It's a it's a it's a crude hologram. It's just like one inch tall, but since it's this in 3D, and you can view it in many angles, and it's very real realistic and i don't need yeah. to wear anything
0: it almost kind of reminds me of like the star wars scene where they're like they're like, they're like looking down on the table and they can they can like see the holograms i don't know if you remember that but yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly yeah. like that so yeah. they have that 30 years ago 30 years ago
0: <laughs> so why hasn't it become popular now is it mainly just like the like you said the economics or whatever like people just aren't really willing to pay for it is that why it hasn't broken out yet, that type of thing?
1: I don't know. I was wondering, too, because
0: I thought it was very cool because
1: I was like, oh, they have it in a small scale. So I don't know. Maybe they have problems scaling it up or just the economics of that. I don't know. But yeah. the technology is there for sure.
0: So those companies or sorry, those countries like China, Japan, um, would you say that they're far beyond us at this point in terms of technology are they more advanced than we are or less
1: no i think uh, china is mostly trailing behind and and uh, emulating whatever us has <clears throat> um, in terms of ai you know most of the model they use are you know just following what was published in the us and probably make a little bit improvement here and there japan is very lagging has been lagging behind very much in terms of ai remember the fifth generation computer that they they tried to build uh a long time ago that thing f- you know fell apart right but uh, they're very strong in robotics though yeah so you combine japan's robotics with uh U.S. Uh, AI, that would be powerful.
0: Yeah. And when do we? When did you want to wrap up, 12? I just want to make sure I have enough time to ask you all the questions. Uh, I think I have 10 minutes more. Okay. So in terms of the companies, you live in Silicon Valley. In terms of the companies in Silicon Valley, Google, Apple, all the big ones, who would you say is the most far advanced or doing the best? And then also... Do you think that these companies like Apple and Google and whoever else are already kind of like using I um, using the AI that you were talking about with the CBG CBD4 or whatever it was computers and what's the next evolution of like let's say the iPhone the the smartphone because I kind of feel like the iPhone has been somewhat stagnant for the past five years or so wouldn't you agree with that like the camera every year gets better which is cool for me because i'm in the cameras but like what do you think the next evolution of the iphone will be
1: uh <laughs> the rumor in the valley is an ar glass from apple but nobody knows because they're very secretive in terms of ai the gpt4 is from open ai a company in san francisco so they're both as advanced as Google because Google acquired a company called DeepMind in UK. So if you look at the papers, uh, so DeepMind is very active, Google is very active and then Meta, but Apple is very uh, low key. I, I, I only, I've only seen probably one or two papers from Apple because probably they don't want to publish anything for people to know anyway. But for sure, OpenAI, and Google
0: slash DeepMind is the most advanced in uh,
1: artificial intelligence.
0: Yeah, so OpenAI isn't it ran? I forgot his. I'm forgetting his name, but I, I've heard him on an interview. The guy who like one of the guys who runs it. He he has kind of like a. I almost want to say like a Slavic accent or something. He has like long hair. Do you know? Do you know who I'm talking about? You mean
1: the CEO, Sam Altman?
0: No. Um, I don't know, I I heard him on an interview, but in terms of open AI, um, what kind of things are they doing? I mean, it it sounds like they're just kind of like, literally they do what the name is, which is like, they just have open AI, but have they actually created any products or anything like that or what kind of company? They have have done the GPT-3 and then they have the DALI,
1: DALI, the image, uh, the text to image thing, and then DALI-2, which is improved version.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, and that's like the app on the iPhone that you can go and type in something and it'll like, it'll like do a painting of it or whatever, right?
1: No, they provide the API, but there's a lot of people who, who use the API to create apps. Yeah. Okay. So you can be literally type it in a sentence and then get
0: a picture. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So they're not actually creating the apps. People are using their technology to create the apps. Yes. Okay. But
1: millions, millions of people have signed on to the service.
0: Yeah. So how long before you think the AR glasses are going to come in and kind of like almost be normal? For everyone wearing them. Well,
1: they have some actually in China already. <laughs> it's called Rock, Rock Kit, but they're not popular here, of course. But for the Apple AR glasses, I don't know. But rumor is, you know, within two years, but nobody knows. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And at that point, do you think it'll be the type of thing when we are wearing those, they'll have a, a camera in them. And so you'll uh, essentially be able to like record everything that you're doing. Do you think it'll get to that point? Or do you think that'll be kind of like a, like a, um, a privacy issue or something?
1: It has to as a camera, otherwise you will not be able to do this, uh, recognition, right? So one of the things is you see someone and then it's recognized by the software and then all the information about that person pops up and then, you know, we're like saying that it's for the geeks and nerds who don't, who cannot recognize people's face. So you go to a party and then the AR glasses will, you know, silently or show it on the screen, like who that person is. So you go, oh, hi, Patrick, long time no see, and so on. But actually you don't recognize him without AR
0: glasses. So Yeah. And-
1: i think people get used to it you
0: know what, what i mean with with cameras is i mean like i'm i'm like really into photography and videography and i i'm really surprised that they don't have glasses yet that you can just record with and i think that it's probably a privacy issue i'm not obviously i don't want to use it to spy or anything but like when i'm walking through you know if i want to film something i'm like if they only had glasses that had a camera, that would be the best way instead of having to walk around with your phone holding your phone or whatever. They have it, um, right? it's called Google Glass. They yeah, had it before. Yeah, but I don't know. Google Glass never seemed to like really break through. Like I like is it still even out? I don't even know.
1: Well, there were a time where everyone I saw in the office has a Google Glass. It's still kind of weird. And yeah, yeah. I don't think
0: it ever really broke out of maybe Silicon Valley, like, are they still wearing it? Are they, or no? Not
1: these days, but they're maybe two years ago, before COVID. I I always see someone wearing a Google Glass walking around, but,
0: uh, and and so they were able to record.
1: Yeah, of course, of
0: course, yeah, you can do that. How much are those? Google Glass, do you know? Uh,
1: I think at that time was, thousand or something depends on the version yeah. there's some
0: developers version that may cost
1: up to two thousand dollars or something
0: yeah i think that's part of it is um i didn't really want to spend a thousand i was hoping for it to be like you know like i i know that um facebook <coughs> excuse me i know that facebook came out with um they came out with some a couple years ago it's like ray ban stories and those are like two or three hundred dollars so I, but they weren't they weren't as good as i expected because like I said, I actually want, like, good quality for, like, YouTube videos and all that when I'm, like, filming. But um anyway, so, yeah, so you live in Silicon Valley. How is living in Silicon Valley? It sounds like a pretty cool area, right? Because everything's so techn- technologically advanced and everything?
1: Yeah, it's uh,
0: too advanced. <laughs> it's hard to catch up. <laughs> yeah. And is every, I mean... I would imagine that, I don't really know too much about this world at all, but I would imagine there's a, a ton of people who are really trying to to kind of like figure out this AI problem right now, right? Are there a bunch of people just scrambling around being like, we need to, we need to figure this out? Of like, are course. All compete, is that what everybody's kind of competing for at this point is the AI?
1: Yeah, many, many people are in this field, and every day they're probably, I would say, you know, three to five papers that are interesting that if you have to read and you ran out of time to read it, and a few years ago you still have you still have time to sit down and try to reproduce what is, you know, mentioned in the papers and see for yourself whether it works or not. But nowadays they have this big language model that requires like thousands of GPU. I don't have thousands of GPU <laughs> and you no know, people cannot reproduce it at home anymore, maybe people in the big corporation they can still do that. So um, there is now a new divide the the have and have nots those who have thousands of GPU versus those who don't have thousands of GPUs.
0: <laughs> yeah. So how like how much is like a reg- how much GPU does like a regular computer have? Like the c- computer I'm using? Like what's average GPU? Just one. <laughs> oh really? Yeah so so the, the main issue with the AI is almost like the processing, the, how fast the computer can process. To, to do yeah,
1: that. in parallel. Like like the data, right? The day, even not to talk about the processing time, like the stability AI, the text-to-image uh, startup, right? The data set they use is composed of 5 billion pictures. And just imagine how do you How do you even fit 5 billion pictures on your computer? (laughs) You cannot, you need some data center grade of storage to do that.
0: Yeah, and it's pretty crazy to think that our brains are able, I guess over evolution or whatever you believe in, our brains are able to, to hold that much knowledge that a computer at this point can't even hold, right?
1: Well, I think it's created by God, but you know,
0: yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm just we, saying we get different viewpoints. Yeah, but well, no, no, no. I'm not even. I'm not even saying that I believe. I don't believe in God, but a, lo- a lot, of people nowadays believe that we evolved to have these brains, right? For, especially probably in Silicon Valley, I would imagine, right? And, um, however, we got these brains. I guess if it was created by God, then obviously, yeah, then he has the power to do it, but, um. You know what I mean though? It's kind of crazy that our brains can do so much.
1: And it's expandable, actually. (laughs) Our brains are? It is expandable.
0: What do you mean by expandable? So,
1: yeah. So there are people uh, who study the brain and the particular group of people like a, a taxi driver in London, uh, when they study for the test, they have to memorize every route every route in uh, London from, from here to there, all the possible uh, roads to go from one place to another. And they discover that people who pass the exam, their hippocampus is probably two times or three times, I forgot the number, bigger than uh, the, the driver who didn't pass or for normal oh, wow. people. So also in songbirds, right? When they're in the mating season, they, they have to learn a lot of songs. They discover that their hippocampus expanded uh, many times bigger during that season to to increase their memory. So, so our brain is expandable.
0: <laughs> oh, well, you but, but I mean, you by expandable, you mean in terms of technology, like we can expand our brain with technology?
1: No, no, the physical size expands when you learn more information oh really yes oh I didn't it's, know that oh wow yeah, it's, it's proven by proven by you know the study on taxi drivers and the study on songbirds
0: yeah okay so what about um, do you think we'll? how long before we get to the point where we actually will have these these um, computer interfaces like we'll kind of like become we'll kind of like become not become computers, but kind of like morph with computers, like where we start, like actually, um, like cyborgs or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, do you think Cyborg? that's gonna happen? Like, <laughs> yeah, like where we start, like, we start, like, literally putting, like, you know what I mean? Like, um, computer parts on us or whatever. I know really that sounds soon.
1: I don't want to scare you. Oh, really? I don't want to scare you, but there's a chapter in the Bible you have to read revelations 13 <laughs> it's about it's about a beast right he said he yeah. will force people to to put the mark on the beast on the right hand on the, on the forehead without that you cannot buy and sell and that's exactly an implant
0: yeah yeah I know what you're talking about I've, I've read the Bible I'm Christian too so oh um, great, great. Yeah, yeah yeah so um so you think that's coming then? If that's the case, then why would you even want to be working in, in that field if you think that like we're going down that road? You know what I mean? I'm trying to prevent it from happening. <laughs> oh, are you? So you're not really necessarily for AI then? Well, I think it, it will
1: come, but maybe we can delay it. Neuralink is you know, heading that way, right? So, so yeah, we have to kind of delay it because if you believe in the Bible, Two of the major characters in the, in the Revelation have appeared already, so so this thing will happen for sure. It's just a matter of time.
0: Yeah. So, well, first of all, what are the two revelations that that you're saying that have already happened? Well, the Antichrist has appeared,
1: and the Beast has appeared also.
0: Well, how do we know that the Antichrist has appeared?
1: Oh. There's a lot of uh, Bible scholars who who compare what was described in the Bible versus the current leader of the world, and it matches maybe 90%. And well,
0: who And is, is the current leader? That's the Antichrist. I don't want to say on
1: this podcast. Really? <laughs> I can tell you privately.
0: <laughs> are you talking about like, you're not talking about like Biden or anything, are you? No, no, no. No. No, no, no. but no. Oh, he oh, has to be... Dude. Putin huh? maybe. Putin maybe.
1: No, I'll tell you privately. Okay, and, the other, okay. and then the beast also appear, but many people don't believe my my hypothesis. I can tell you privately too. <laughs> well,
0: what is, what is the what is oh you can't tell me about the beast either.
1: I can tell you privately, but not on
0: under yeah, record. Yeah. yeah, no problem, no problem. I don't want to mess with that either. Okay, so yeah. um lastly, you know you have limited time. Um what are your thoughts on Elon Musk and like Neuralink? Do you think Elon Musk is doing good? And well, obviously he's doing good with Tesla. Can't really deny that. But and even SpaceX. But in general, do you think that he's? Do you like the guy? Or well,
1: I shook hand with him in two thousand seven.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> uh, say hi
1: to him, and but uh, he probably drank a little bit that night and. Not too coherent, and that's why I didn't oh. buy the Tesla stock during that time. Otherwise, I'll be rich, right?
0: <laughs> but oh, really?
1: 2007.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about but, what about what? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I think he's uh,
1: he's knowledgeable. He's he's able to do a lot of things, but uh, you know. Um, you have to meet him personally <laughs> then you, yeah. you
0: know what I mean. <laughs> he's kind of like a weird guy. no I don't want to say that but yeah, yeah. he's just different. <laughs> yeah and so um, how long before whew, how long before um, you know you think electric not only electric vehicles but all of the jobs start being taken over by robots like you know how um, Andrew Yang or whatever wanted to like implement um, what's it called? Um, you know, like government assistance or whatever busy things that they drop. So basic
1: we, income.
0: Yeah, exactly. How long before before that happens? Before, you know, They're Amazon. They're doing it already in San Francisco. It's totally robotic. Like it's totally like self No, no.
1: The, there's giving $1,200 to to a special class of people.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you just move to San Francisco, you automatically get twelve hundred dollars if you don't make enough money? Uh, if you belong to that special class, yeah. Okay, and what is the special class?
1: Uh, <laughs> is the is the how they call it? LGBT, something
0: like that. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. They literally give some new- the money to the LGBT community? Yeah, yeah.
1: You may want to remove, edit this out.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fine. I mean, if that's just what they're doing, right? But um, but so, yeah, so lastly, so you think that we're already getting to the point where, what about self-driving cars? What do you think self-driving cars are going to be, um, you know, fully used on like the freeways and stuff?
1: It's happening already, right? It's just a matter of removing... The last few bugs. Right? The fact that there are still people being killed is not helping. But I think the algorithms and the hardware are all there. It's, you know, um, I don't think there's any hindrance in self-driving cars anymore.
0: So, if you have a job as like a like a if you're like a delivery driver, you think that within the next what five or ten years you may lose your job to like a robot or something, or any job they can do that um, with.
1: Depends. The robotics technology is not up to speed. If you look at the Tesla bot, right, it's it's probably <laughs> still need two to three years of polishing, right? So it's not for, for sure. It's walking is not, you know, good, and it cannot run for sure. So I think to be replaced by robot, I think probably maybe take three, five years, but eventually, yeah, it will be, will be replaced and we have to find something else to do. <laughs> yeah,
0: Just all those people will basically have to find new jobs.
1: Yeah, even programmers, right? Programmers, they can replace by GPT-3 or the variant. There's a variant called Codex or Copilot where they train on programming language, right? Those, they can translate the English description into a
0: program already even today. So you think that, so basically like the programs will be able to program, like the AI will be able to program?
1: They are programming already, but it's only
0: a function, right? They can program a
1: function, but not the whole program. So maybe the programmer can use that function generated by Copilot and stitch them together to with f- fully working software. But who can say that, you know, they cannot generate it Full program later, when we have GPT four, right, for
0: example. Yeah. So what's going to happen to all the programmers, and even someone like you, when that happens? Does this apply to you too? Well, not yet. I'm
1: I'm designing chips, but programmers, you, you saw the layoffs. Right?
0: <laughs> I've heard about a little bit of Meta them, like from from Meta, but isn't, Meta that par- creator, isn't, that, right? isn't that partially only because Meta is not doing great, or is that because the AI is taking over the jobs. I don't know.
1: On the surface, maybe Meta is not doing great, but secretly, who knows? Maybe they have something in the lab that can create software for them already. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you know who is in Meta? Do you know who works in Meta today? Well, Mark, Yen Lacoon. Yen Lacoon, who, who he is one of the one of the free. Founders of modern, you know, AI deep learning. One of the three who won the Turing Prize. He is uh, like a VP of AI in Meta. So if if Meta has something that can write software using AI, I will not be surprised.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So and as far as working in Silicon Valley, is it pretty difficult to get? Like, do you have to be? pretty intelligent to get a job there and is it pretty hard to work there
1: yes it's tough
0: (laughs) yeah a a lot of
1: competition yeah people are are very very prestigious schools and i joined one semiconductor company and say oh you should be glad that you're in our in our ranks you know we have people from mit from stanford from berkeley we have phds from caltech you
0: should be proud that you should, you're able to stand here. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And you went to Santa Clarita, right? Yeah. Which is up in uh, Lake North of LA. Yeah, it's, um, it's in
1: Silicon Valley. Yeah.
0: Oh, Santa, Santa Clarita is in Silicon Valley. Santa Clara, not San, Santa Clarita. Okay, Santa Clara. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's a good school too, right? I don't really know too much about it's good but not as good as those that I mentioned. Earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so are you working like a lot of hours and stuff?
1: Yeah, sometimes, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, man, well I know you, I think you wanted to go around 12. I mean, there's there's more questions that I could keep asking, but um um do you have to go or Yeah, you you can ask one more question to conclude there. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so I kind of, re- this is like mainly what I wanted to get to, but what, what do you think the, I, I know I've repeated myself here, but what, what are your, uh, what do you think the future of AI is in the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 <laughs> years? The Not world, literally all those, what is, can... what, what is, what is your thoughts in the future of AI? Where do you, where do you think we're going? Do you think things are going to change a lot in the next 10, 10 or 20 years?
1: I think in five years AGI will appear. In ten years, probably the human race will be in danger. No, <laughs> if we don't put if we don't put safety uh, measures within those AGIs.
0: Oh man, it's that's scary, but at the same time, like kind of exciting. You know what I mean? Because it's like <laughs> it's like Brave New World. You know what I mean? It's like what's gonna happen? I mean, honestly, like I'm a pretty trusting. I'm a pretty trusting person, and I've heard these debates or whatever you want to call them between people who who think that AI is bad for us and people who think that AI is good for us and I I'm, a, I'm just a pretty trusting person so I trust the people who are making these AI and programming them to not do the wrong thing you know what I mean and I'm hoping hoping that they don't take over no but know? the
1: thing is remember this emergent ability that I told you yeah. It is something that we didn't program. If you if you dissect the transformer, it is only something called attention mechanism and then a multi-layer perceptron, a sim, very very simple neural network, plus the attention mechanism, like like the attention that people have. They model it. They put the attention in a simple neural network and then stack many many layers, like twelve, like twelve hundred layers or whatever, you know no, sorry, 12 or 24 layers, or even more, more and more, anyway. And when they do that, they discover that when they reach the billion scale, the behavior change. The behavior become much more intelligent, maybe five times more intelligent, you know, just to be exaggerating. So how do you explain that? Nobody can explain that. so who knows? You know, once we yeah. increase the scale even more to the quantum level, then it may be hundred times more intelligent than we can believe. Then boom, yeah. you have the AGI, and we don't even know what's happening. Just like today, we don't know why, from GPT two to GPT three, mm-hmm. why is there a quantum jump in the performance? <laughs> no yeah, pun and G- <laughs> yeah, and
0: yeah, uh- and. Do you think that the government is going to put in, start putting in rules for what they can and cannot do, what they, they can are. and cannot create?
1: They are. Uh, I think White House have, have published something. European Union has published something, but I don't know if that will help because right now this is pretty scary. This there are papers about it. Nobody knows the reason. This emergent uh, abilities. I think, you know. We Don't know what we're creating, it's exciting, like you said, but nobody knows what will happen,
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, one last question is, is for somebody like me or anybody else out there who may lose their job, what would be your advice to what kind of job do you think that you should get that you can that you'll be able to keep? Are there any out there, or do you think the AI will eventually just take over all of them? <laughs> you need a job in AI, <laughs> Re- really. <laughs> either AI or robotics but it's not even like really programming right because they're going to program themselves so what would your job be right AI? now
1: they're not able to program themselves yet but it will be inevitable that they can
0: so you think essentially everybody will eventually have to get into AI but I mean what, what job in AI or robotics would, would you have
1: designing pro-
0: robot, robots maintaining robots Sorry, do you, designing. I mean, do you think eventually that's where everything is going to be go? All the jobs will go is just like literally just designing AI and robots. Well, <laughs> five
1: to ten years. After ten years, if you and me still survive, then we can have another
0: interview, right? <laughs> oh man, yeah. So do you, so you you think that's kind of like when things are going to get really wild? Is ten years? Well, I think,
1: like I said, right, the beast has appeared already. So. It's almost the
0: end of the war, as we know.
1: You'll we don't have a lot of
0: time. You'll have to tell me more about that um, off off the podcast. But yeah. so have your have your have your um, colleagues. Have you mentioned this type of stuff to your colleagues? I, I would imagine that Silicon Valley doesn't necessarily agree with this type of stuff, right? No, uh, most people don't believe in this. Yeah. Well I I know what you're saying because I, I was raised Christian and I read the Bible and stuff. So I see what you're saying. But I know that most people in that area aren't necessarily Christian, right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't
1: they don't believe, but there are many, many signs. And this AI thing is definitely pointing towards that direction.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, Abraham. I think that's it for you, right? Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming on. And if you ever want to come back on let me know because there's a there's a ton of stuff I try to fit everything into this, but there's a ton of stuff that I'd like to go over more. So just let me know. Sure. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.